0: Section 16 of Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 6 by giorgio vasari translated by gaston Dusi de vere section sixteen life of fra sebastiano veneziano del piombo painter the first profession of sebastiano so many declare was not painting but music since besides being a singer he much delighted to play various kinds of instruments and particularly the lute because on that instrument all the parts can be played without any accompaniment this art made him for a time very dear to the gentlemen of venice with whom as a man of talent he always associated on intimate terms then having been seized while still young with a desire to give his attention to painting he learned the first rudiments from giovanni bellini at that time an old man and afterwards when giorgione da Castelfranco had established in that city the methods of the modern manner with its superior harmony and its brilliancy of colouring sebastiano left giovanni and placed himself under giorgione with whom he stayed so long that in great measure he acquired his manner he thus executed in venice some portraits from life that were very like among others that of the frenchman verdelotto a most excellent musician who was then chapelmaster in san marco and in the same picture that of his companion uberto a singer which picture verdolotto took with him to florence when he became chapelmaster in san giovanni and at the present day the sculptor francesco de san gallo has it in his house about that time he also painted for san giovanni grisostomo at Venice, an altarpiece with some figures which incline so much to the manner of Giorgione that they have been sometimes held by people without much knowledge of the matters of art to be by the hand of Giorgione himself. This altarpiece is very beautiful and executed with such a manner of coloring that it has great relief the fame of the abilities of sebastiano thus spreading abroad agostino chigi of siena a very rich merchant who had many affairs in venice hearing him much praised in rome sought to draw him to that city being attracted towards him because besides his painting he knew so well how to play on the lute and was sweet and pleasant in his conversation nor was it very difficult to draw sebastiano to rome since he knew how much that place had always been the benefactress and common mother city of all beautiful intellects and he went thither with no ordinary willingness having therefore gone to rome agostino set him to work and the first thing that he caused him to do was to paint the little arches that are over the loggia which looks into the garden of agostino's palace in the Trastevere, where Baldassare of siena had painted all the vaulting on which little arches sebastiano painted some poetical compositions in the manner that he had brought from venice which was very different from that which was followed in rome by the able painters of that day after this work raffaello having executed a story of galatea in the same place sebastiano at the desire of agostino painted beside it a polyphemus in fresco in which spurred by rivalry with Baldassare of siena and then with raffaello he strove his utmost to surpass himself whatever may have been the result he likewise painted some works in oils for which from his having learned from giorgione a method of colouring of no little softness he was held in vast account at rome while sebastiano was executing these works in rome raffaello Urbino had risen into such credit as a painter that his friends and adherents said that his pictures were more in accord with the rules of painting than those of michelagnolo being pleasing in color beautiful in invention and charming in the expressions with design in keeping with the rest and that those of buonarodi had none of those qualities with the exception of the design and for such reasons these admirers judged that in the whole field of painting raffaello was if not more excellent than Michelangelo, at least his equal but in coloring they would have it that he surpassed buonarroti without a doubt these humors having spread among a number of craftsmen who preferred the grace of raffaello to the profundity of michelagnolo had so increased that many for various reasons of interest were more favorable in their judgments to raffaello than to michelagnolo but sebastiano was in no way a follower of that faction since being a man of exquisite judgment he knew the value of each of the two to perfection the mind of Michelangelo, therefore drew towards sebastiano whose coloring and grace pleased him much and he took him under his protection thinking that if he were to assist sebastiano in design he would be able by this means without working himself to confound those who held such an opinion remaining under cover of a third person as judge to decide which of them was the best while the matter stood thus and some works that sebastiano had executed were being much extolled and even exalted to infinite heights on account of the praise that Michelangelo bestowed on them, besides the fact that they were in themselves beautiful and worthy of praise, a certain person from Viterbo, I know not who, much in favor with the Pope, commissioned Sebastiano to paint a dead Christ with a Madonna who is weeping over him, for a chapel that he had caused to be built in san francesco at viterbo that work was held by all who saw it to be truly most beautiful for the invention and the cartoon were by Michelangelo, although it was finished with great diligence by sebastiano who painted in it a dark landscape that was much extolled and thereby sebastiano acquired very great credit and confirmed the opinions of those who favoured him wherefore Pierre francesco borgarini a florentine merchant who had taken over a chapel in san pietro in montorio which is on the right as one enters the church allotted it at the suggestion of michelagnolo to Sebastiano, because Borgherini thought that Michelagnolo would execute the design of the whole work as indeed he did. Sebastiano, therefore, having set to work, executed it with such zeal and diligence that it was held to be, as it is, a very beautiful piece of painting." From the small design by Michelagnolo, he made some larger ones for his own convenience, and one of these, a very beautiful thing, which he drew with his own hand, is in our book. Thinking that he had discovered the true method of painting in oils on walls, Sebastiano covered the rough cast of that chapel with an incrustation which seemed to him likely to be suitable for this purpose and the whole of that part in which is christ being scourged at the column he executed in oils on the wall nor must i omit to tell that many believe not only that Michelangelo made the small design for this work but also that the above-mentioned christ Who is being scourged at the column was outlined by him, for there is a vast difference between the excellence of this figure and that of the others. Even if Sebastiano had executed no other work but this, for it alone he would deserve to be praised to all eternity, seeing that, in addition to the heads, which are very well painted, there are in the work some hands and feet of great beauty and although his manner was a little hard on account of the labor that he endured in the things that he counterfeited nevertheless he can be numbered among the good and praiseworthy craftsmen above this scene he painted two prophets in fresco and on the vaulting the transfiguration and the two saints saint peter and saint francis who are on either side of the scene below are very bold and animated figures it is true that he labored for six years over this little work but when works are executed to perfection one should not consider whether they have been finished quickly or slowly although more praise is due to him who carries his labors to completion, both quickly and well. And he who pleads haste as an excuse when his works do not give satisfaction, unless he has been forced to it, is accusing rather than excusing himself. When this work was uncovered, it was seen that Sebastiano had done well, although he had toiled much over painting it so that the evil tongues were silenced and there were few who found fault with him after this when raffaello painted for cardinal de medici for sending to france that altarpiece containing the transfiguration of christ which was placed after his death on the principal altar of san pietro a montorio sebastiano also executed at the same time another altarpiece of the same size as it were in competition with raffaello of lazarus being raised from the dead four days after death which was counterfeited and painted with supreme diligence under the direction of michelagnolo and in some parts from his design these altar-pieces when finished were publicly exhibited together in the consistory and were vastly extolled both the one and the other and although the works of raffaello had no equals in their perfect grace and beauty nevertheless the labors of sebastiano were also praised by all Without exception. One of these pictures was sent by Cardinal Giulio de' Medici to his episcopal palace at Narbonne in France, and the other was placed in the Cancelleria, where it remained until it was taken to San Pietro a Montorio, together with the ornamental frame that Giovanni Barile executed for it by means of this work sebastiano became closely connected with the cardinal and was therefore honourably rewarded during his pontificate not long afterwards raffaello having passed away the first place in the art of painting was unanimously granted by all thanks to the favour of Michelangelo to sebastiano and giulio romano giovann francesco of florence perino del vaga Polidoro materino baldassari of siena and all the others had to give way wherefore agostino tigi who had been having a chapel and tomb built for himself under the direction of raffaello in santa maria del popolo came to an agreement with sebastiano that he should paint it all whereupon the screen was made but the chapel remained covered without ever being seen by anyone, until the year fifteen fifty four at which time luigi the son of agostino resolved that although his father had not been able to see it finished he at least would do so and so the chapel and the altarpiece, being entrusted to francesco salviati he carried the work in a short time to that perfection which it had not received from the dilatory and irresolute sebastiano who so far as one can see did little work there although we find that he obtained from the liberality of agostino and his heirs much more than would have been due to him even if he had finished it completely which he did not do either because he was weary of the labors of art or because he was too much wrapped up in comforts and pleasures and he did the same to messer filippo da siena clerk of the chamber for whom he began a scene in oils on the wall above the high altar of the pace at rome and never finished it wherefore the friars in despair about it were obliged to take away the staging which obstructed their church to cover the work with a cloth and to have patience for as long as the life of sebastiano lasted after his death the friars uncovered the work and it was found that what he had done was most beautiful painting for the reason that in the part where he represented our lady visiting saint elizabeth there are many women portrayed from life that are very beautiful and painted with consummate grace but it may be seen here that this man endured extraordinary labour in all the works that he produced and that he was not able to execute them with that facility which nature and study are wont at times to give to him who delights in working and exercises his hand continually and of the truth of this there is also a proof in the same pace in the chapel of agostino chigi where raffaello had executed the sibyls and prophets for sebastiano wishing to paint some things on the stone in the niche that remained to be painted below in order to surpass raffaello caused it to be encrusted with pepperino stone the joinings being filled in with fired stucco but he spent so much time on cogitations that he left the wall bare for after it had remained thus for ten years he died it is true that a few portraits from life could be obtained with ease from sebastiano because he could finish these with more facility and promptitude but it was quite otherwise with stories and other figures to tell the truth the painting of portraits from life was his proper vocation as may be seen from the portrait of mark antonio colonna which is so well executed that it seems to be alive and also from those of ferdinando marquis of pescara and of signora vittoria colonna which are very beautiful he likewise made a portrait of adrian the sixth when he first arrived in rome and one of cardinal hinkfort that cardinal desired that sebastiano should paint for him a chapel in santa maria de anima at rome but he kept putting him off from one day to another and the cardinal finally had it painted by the fleming michael his compatriot who painted there in fresco stories from the life of saint barbara imitating our italian manner very well and in the altarpiece he made a portrait of the same cardinal but returning to sebastiano he also took a portrait of signor federigo de bozzolo and one of a captain in armour i know not who which is in the possession of giulio de nobili at florence he painted a woman in roman dress which is in the house of Luca Torrigiani, and Giovanni Battista Cavalcanti, has a head by the same master's hand, which is not completely finished. He executed a picture of Our Lady covering the child with a piece of drapery, which was a rare work, and Cardinal Farnese now has it in his guardaroba and he sketched but did not carry to completion a very beautiful altarpiece of saint michael standing over a large figure of the devil which was to be sent to the king of france who had previously received a picture by the hand of the same master then after cardinal giulio de medici had been elected supreme pontiff and had taken the name of clement the seventh he gave sebastiano to understand through the bishop of Vesona that the time to show him favor had come and that he would become aware of this when the occasion arose and in the meantime while living in these high hopes sebastiano who had no equal in portrait painting executed many from life and among others one of pope clement who was not then wearing a beard or rather two of him one of which came into the possession of the bishop of Vessona, and the other which is much larger showing a seated figure from the knees upwards is in the house of sebastiano at rome he also painted a portrait of the florentine anton francesco degli albizi who happened to be then in rome on some business and he made it such that it appeared to be not painted but really alive wherefore anton francesco sent it to florence as a pearl of great price the head and hands of this portrait were things truly marvellous to say nothing of the beautiful execution of the velvets the linings the satins and all the other parts of the picture and since sebastiano was indeed superior to all other men in the perfect delicacy and excellence of his portrait painting all florence was amazed at this portrait of anton francesco at this same time he also executed a portrait of messer pietro aretino and made it such that besides being a good likeness it is an astounding piece of painting for there may be seen in it five or six different kinds of black in the clothes that he is wearing velvet satin ormuzine damask and cloth and over and above those blacks a beard of the deepest black painted in such beautiful detail that the real beard could not be more natural this figure holds in the hand a branch of laurel and a scroll on which is written the name of clement the seventh and in front are two masks one of virtue which is beautiful and another of vice which is hideous this picture messer pietro presented to his native city and the people of arezzo have placed it in their public council chamber thus doing honour to the memory of their talented fellow-citizen and also receiving no less from him after this sebastiano made a portrait of andrea doria which was in like manner an admirable work and a head of the florentine baccio valori which was also beautiful beyond belief in the meantime fra mariano Fetti, friar of the piombo died and sebastiano remembering the promises made to him by the above-mentioned bishop of vassona master of the household to his holiness asked for the office of the piombo whereupon although giovanni da udine who had also done much in the service of his holiness in minoribus and still continued to serve him asked for the same office the pope moved by the prayers of the bishop and also thinking that the talents of sebastiano deserved it ordained that sebastiano should have the office but should pay out of it to giovanni daudine an allowance of three hundred crowns thus sebastiano assumed the friar's habit and straightway felt his soul changed thereby for perceiving that he now had the means to satisfy his desires he spent his time in repose without touching a brush and recompensed himself with his comforts and his revenues for many misspent nights and laborious days and whenever he happened to have something to do he would drag himself to the work with such reluctance that he might have been going to his death from which one may learn how much our reason and the little wisdom of men are deceived in that very often nay almost always we covet the very opposite to that which we really need and as the tuscan proverb has it in thinking to cross ourselves with a finger poke it into our own eyes it is the common opinion of men that rewards and honors spur the minds of mortals to the studies of those arts which they see to be the best remunerated and that on the contrary to see that those who labor at these arts are not recompensed by such men as have the means causes the same students to grow negligent and to abandon them and for this reason both ancients and moderns censure as strongly as they are able those princes who do not support every kind of man of talent and who do not give due honour and reward to all who labour valiantly in the arts but although this rule is for the most part a good one it may be seen nevertheless that at times the liberality of just and magnanimous princes produces the contrary effect for the reason that many are more useful and helpful to the world in a low or mediocre condition than they are when raised to greatness and to an abundance of all good things and here we have an example for the magnificent liberality of clement the seventh bestowing too rich a reward on sebastiano veniziano who had done excellent work as a painter in his service was the reason that he changed from a zealous and industrious craftsman into one most idle and negligent and that whereas he laboured continually while he was living in poor circumstances and the rivalry between him and raffaello da urbino lasted he did quite the opposite when he had enough for his contentment be this as it may let us leave it to the judgment of wise princes to consider how when towards whom in what manner and by what rule they should exercise their liberality in the case of craftsmen and men of talent and let us return to sebastiano after he had been made friar of the piombo he executed for the patriarch of aquileia with great labour christ bearing the cross a half length figure painted on stone, a work which was much extolled, particularly for the head and the hands, parts in which Sebastiano was truly most excellent. Not long afterwards, the niece of the Pope, who in time became Queen of France, as she still is, having arrived in Rome, Fra Sebastiano began a portrait of her but this remained unfinished in the guardaroba of the pope and a short time after this cardinal ippolito de medici having become enamoured of signora giulia gonzaga who was then living at fondi that cardinal sent sebastiano to that place accompanied by four light horsemen to take her portrait and within a month he finished that portrait which being taken from the celestial beauty of that lady by a hand so masterly proved to be a divine picture wherefore after it had been carried to rome the labors of that craftsman were richly rewarded by the cardinal who declared that this portrait surpassed by a great measure all those that sebastiano had ever executed up to that day as indeed it did and the work was afterwards sent to king francis of france who had it placed in his palace of fontainebleau this painter then introduced a new method of painting on stone which pleased people greatly for it appeared that by this means pictures could be made eternal and such that neither fire nor worms could harm them wherefore he began to paint many pictures on stone in this manner surrounding them with ornaments of variegated kinds of stone which being polished formed a very beautiful setting although it is true that these pictures with their ornaments when finished could not be transported or even moved on account of their great weight save with the greatest difficulty many persons then attracted by the novelty of the work and by the beauty of his art gave him earnest money in order that he might execute some for them but he delighting more to talk about such pictures than to work at them always kept delaying everything nevertheless he executed on stone a dead christ with the madonna with an ornament also of stone for don ferrante gonzaga who sent it to spain the whole work together was held to be very beautiful and sebastiano was paid five hundred crowns for the painting By messer niccolo da Cortona, agent in Rome for the cardinal of Mantua. In this kind of painting, Sebastiano was truly worthy of praise for the reason that whereas Domenico, his compatriot, who was the first to paint in oils on walls, and after him Andrea dal Castagno, Antonio Pollaiuolo, and piero polaiuolo failed to find the means of preventing the figures executed by them in this manner from becoming black and fading away very quickly sebastiano did find it wherefore the christ at the column which he painted in san pietro in montorio has never changed down to our own time and has the same freshness of colouring as on the first day for he went about the work with such diligence that he used to make the coarse rough cast of lime with a mixture of mastic and colophony which after melting it all together over the fire and applying it to the wall he would then cause to be smoothed over with a mason's trowel made red hot or rather white hot in the fire and his works have therefore been able to resist the damp and to preserve their colour very well without suffering any change with the same mixture he worked on pepperino stone white and variegated marble porphyry and slabs of other very hard kinds of stone materials on which paintings can last a very long time not to mention that this has shown how one may paint on silver copper tin and other metals this man found so much pleasure in cogitating and discoursing that he would spend whole days without working and when he did force himself to work it was evident that he was suffering greatly in his mind which was the chief reason that he was of the opinion that no price was large enough to pay for his works for cardinal rangoni he painted a picture of a nude and very beautiful saint agatha being tortured in the breasts which was an exquisite work and this picture is now in the guardaroba of signor guidobaldo duke of urbino and is in no way inferior to the many other most beautiful pictures that are there by the hands of raffaello da urbino tiziano and others he also made a portrait from life of signor piero gonzaga painted in oils on stone which was a very fine work but he toiled for 3 years over finishing it now when michelangelo was in florence in the time of pope clement engaged in the work of the new sacristy of san lorenzo giuliano bugiardini wished to paint for baccio valori a picture with the head of pope clement and that of baccio himself and another for messer odoviano de medici of the same pontiff and the archbishop of capua michelagnolo therefore sent to sebastiano to ask him to dispatch from rome a head of the pope painted in oils with his own hand and sebastiano painted one which proved to be very beautiful and sent it to him after giuliano had made use of the head and had finished his pictures Michelangelo, who was a close companion of the said messer odoviano made him a present of it and of a truth among the many heads that fra sebastiano executed this is the most beautiful of all and the best likeness as may be seen in the house of the heirs of messer odoviano the same master also took the portrait of pope paul farnese as soon as he was elected supreme pontiff and he began one of the duke of Castro his son but left it unfinished as he did with many other works with which he had made a beginning fra sebastiano had a passing good house which he had built for himself near the popolo and there he lived in the greatest contentment without troubling to paint or work any more he used often to say that it was a great fatigue to have to restrain in old age those ardors which in youth craftsmen are wont to welcome out of emulation and a desire for profit and honor and that it was no less wise for a man to live in peace than to spend his days in restless labor in order to leave a name behind him after death for all his works and labours had also in the end sooner or later to die and even as he said these things so he carried them into practice as well as he was able for he always sought to have for his table all the best wines and the rarest luxuries that could be found holding life in more account than art being much the friend of all men of talent he often had molza and messer gondolfo to supper making right good cheer he was also the intimate friend of messer francesco berni the florentine who wrote a poem to him to which fra sebastiano answered with another passing well for being very versatile he was even able to set his hand to writing humorous tuscan verse having been reproached by certain persons who said that it was shameful that he would no longer work now that he had the means to live fra sebastiano replied in this manner why will i not work now that i have the means to live because there are now in the world men of genius who do in two months what i used to do in two years and i believe that if i live long enough and not so long either i shall find that everything has been painted and since these stalwarts can do so much it is well that there should also be one who does nothing to the end that they may have the more to do with these and similar pleasantries fra sebastiano was always diverting himself being a man who was never anything but humorous and amusing and in truth a better companion never lived sebastiano as has been related was much beloved by Michelangelo, but it is also true that when the front wall of the papal chapel where there is now the last judgment by the same buonarroti was to be painted there did arise some disdain between them for fra sebastiano had persuaded the pope that he should make Michelagnolo painted in oils, whereas the latter would only do it in fresco. Now Michelangelo saying neither yea nor nay, the wall was prepared after the fashion of Fra Sebastiano, and Michelangelo stood thus for some months without setting his hand to the work but at last after being pressed he said that he would only do it in fresco and that painting in oils was an art for women and for leisurely and idle people like fra sebastiano and so after the incrustation laid on by order of the friar had been stripped off and the whole surface had been covered with rough cast in a manner suitable for working in fresco michelagnolo set his hand to the work but he never forgot the affront that he considered himself to have received from fra sebastiano against whom he felt hatred almost to the day of the friar's death finally after fra sebastiano had come to such a state that he would not work or do any other thing but attend to the duties of his office as friar of the piombo and enjoy the pleasures of life at the age of sixty-two he fell sick of a most acute fever which being a ruddy person and of a full habit of body threw him into such a heat That he rendered up his soul to God in a few days, after making a will and directing that his body should be carried to the tomb without any ceremony of priests or friars, or expenditure on lights, and that all that would have been spent thus should be distributed to poor persons for the love of God, and so it was done he was buried in the church of the popolo in the month of june of the year fifteen forty seven art suffered no great loss in his death seeing that as soon as he assumed the habit of friar of the piombo he might have been numbered among those lost to her although it is true that he was regretted for his pleasant conversation by many friends as well as craftsmen many young men worked under sebastiano at various times in order to learn art but they made little proficients for from his example they learned little but the art of good living excepting only tommaso loretti a sicilian who besides many other works has executed a picture full of grace at bologna of a very beautiful venus with love embracing and kissing her which picture is in the house of messer francesco bolognetti he has also painted a portrait of signor bernardino savelli which is much extolled and some other works of which there is no need to make mention end of section sixteen